कृष्णा करुणा सिंधु दीनबंधु जगतपते गोपिशा गोपिका कंत राधाकंत नुस्तुते तप्त कंचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदावनेश्वरी वृषभानुस्तुते देवी प्रणमामि हरि प्रिय श्री गौरी वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जाय श्री गौर पूर्णिम महामोत्सवती की जाय हरिनाम प्रभु की जाय गौर भक्त वृंद की जाय गौर प्रेमानंदे हरि बो In Hari Bhakti Vilas, there's a lengthy section about Diksha. Hari Bhakti Vilas, of course, compiled by Sanatan Goswami, Upalvata Goswami, under the direction of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, under the direct order of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, to make known the uh, ways in which the members of the lineage would, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Gaudiya Sampradaya, would conduct themselves with regard to worship and personal uh, contact, personal uh, activities, bathing, sleeping, eating, talking, walking, how to do all this in such a way that it comes in harmony with divine uh, revelation, to move with consciousness of the Daiva Netrena, the divine controlling agency. So, as I say, in there, there's a lengthy section about Diksha what months of the year are auspicious, what days, what times to give diksha, and so forth. It's very complicated. Then the procedure for diksha, which includes homa, which means a fire yagya, and that's quite detailed also. It takes a couple of days to do that. And after that discussion, there's a condensed form given for the diksha ceremony, and that's rather lengthy. As well, and uh, then, with regard to times and meeting the appropriate times for doing so, it's mentioned that during the solar eclipse or lunar eclipse, these are most auspicious times for diksha. Tonight is a lunar eclipse. Just so happened that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in 1486 in West Bengal, Sri Mayapur appeared on this day, and it was a lunar eclipse at that time also. And so, as many of you may know, at that time with the eclipse of the moon, people were all bathing in the Ganges and chanting Hari, Krishna, Ram, and so forth. So with the, it is said poetically that Rahu, the dark planet, which is the shadow of the sun, certain consciousness of the sun, covered the moon because why? The moon in all of its glory has spots on it. And at this time, Gaurachandra was rising. The moon of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Moon is said to be a source of taste and also presides over the mind and, and so forth. So, whose appearance gives taste? Vishvambar. Who nourishes the... Vishvambar is his name at birth. Gives... Uh, nourishment to the universe, a special kind of nourishment, nourishing them with the taste of prem, of love. So Rahu thought, what is the need of a moon with spots when Gorchandra, the moon of Gauri, is making his appearance? And so he eclipsed the moon. And At any rate, today there's said to be a lunar eclipse also. It happens to coincide with the Gorpunin of 2007 from 14, 1486 to 2007. This day has been honored, and before that it has been honored in so many tantras and agamas, nigama, scriptures, and so forth. And we'll talk about that to some extent. So it's an auspicious day. You don't have to worry about might have picked the wrong day. <laughs> then again, all those necessary uh, procedures that I said, the condensed form of which is also very complicated and difficult to acquire the materials for such. What will we do about that? Hari Bhakti Vilas says, if a sadguru, out of compassion, desires to give knowledge, give diksha, then that is the best time to take diksha. <laughs> <laughs> that is, everything is harmonized by that. So... 
This is how, then, to make one's human life successful by diksha. And diksha doesn't mean something that happens just in the moment of imparting the mantra from heart of the guru to the tongue, into the ear of the disciple, and into his or her heart. Rupa Goswami speaks about this principle of diksha in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, and he surrounds the word diksha with a number of other important things to consider. First, he says, Guru Padashraya. That's also said, Ado Guru Ashraya. First thing, Ado, beginning, means to take shelter of the Guru. Guru Padashraya, same thing. To take shelter of the feet of the Guru, to sit at the feet of the Guru. So, the implication is that without taking the shelter of the Guru and the knowledge that makes such a person Guru or heavy, the word means heavy, and capable of anchoring us, so to speak, to uh, the pursuit of, of the truth, absolute truth. Without doing that, diksha, the imparting of the mantra, is meaningless. People think they can get it out of a book, or they can just... There's some term that out and about these days, formal initiation. Diksha is the formal initiation. It's just some procedure you go through, just some ritual. you, you got to get it from somebody, so could have got it from a book, but the book says you got to get it from somebody, so get it somewhere. Agni Dave was telling me, met somebody at his uh, wonderful uh, restaurant center, Rosa Govinda's restaurant, that said to him, oh, uh, I was initiated uh, in your sect. And Agni said, well, who was your guru? She said, I don't remember his name. <laughs> what the? Maybe you could help me out. Not, not, Agni mentioned a few people. Maybe that's him. I said, so this is not, you just come to some big gathering and guru shouldn't give like this and disciples shouldn't think they're getting anything if they don't take shelter. Guru Padashraya, Diksha Shikshadi. So taking shelter, and taking shelter means we come, we sit, we hear. And guru speaks, and he speaks accordance with scripture and eradicates our doubts. Some initial faith is there, but he creates a faith that is suitable for receiving the diksha. There has to be some plowing of the field before the planting of the seed. So this is the idea. By taking shelter, it doesn't mean we just come as a dumb person, don't say anything. You bring up all of your doubts then. Raise them respectfully. Bring them all up. And the guru can answer them based on Scripture and the logic that supports the argument of Scripture that revelation is a means to comprehensive knowing, then in this way he awakens faith and cultivates the field to plant the seed of bhakti lata. So, guru padashraya, diksha, and then it's followed by something, the diksha, shikshadi. Then so many instructions follow that. That mantra that's given can be taken advantage of. And then on our side, fourth thing, what? Vishram Bena Guru Seva. Then the student should render affectionate, faith-filled uh, service to the Guru, not to just go home. And It should affect us in this way, compel us. Oh, I have to come. It's a cult of giving this initiation, become a giver, to become a lover. So we have to get up, and it's not a passive thing, it's active. To get up and do something, and do something the opposite of what we have been doing, which is to take, to learn how to be a giver, to be a lover. Be busy with that in Sadhuvart Manubhartamte. And to do that in accordance with how it's been done for ages by the example of sadhus. Diksha. It means... D means to, to bestow. And Ksha means Shapayati. Ksha means to destroy the world. To give that by which the world is destroyed. The world of the mind, that is, is exposed for what it is in its naked form and then can be rejected. That world of likes and dislikes and all relative to my mind's determination based on sensual input. I like this. I like that. That smells good. That smells bad. That sounds good. That sounds bad. That looks good. That looks bad. He looks good. She looks bad. I like her. I don't like him. This is the world that we all create in our mind. And 
live in. It's a not-so-sovereign domain that needs to be exposed for what it is. Is it good? Is it bad? Is it happy? Is it sad? It's none of these things. These are all perceptions based on the senses, judgments placed on the environment through the medium of the mind and the senses. And this medium of mind and senses is not... It doesn't afford a clear picture of the nature of being and reality. It's like we don't have, as I said before, not that we can see because we have eyes, but the eyes are getting in the way of our seeing. We are the seer, we are the knower, the thinker, the feeler, the experiencer, consciousness. And these instruments of senses and mind, they're a covering of that consciousness, so they get in the way of our perceiving. They take us away from ourself. They take us outward rather than inward. So to reverse this whole process, this is the idea of diksha. 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 Iksha. Iksha means darshan. So di, to give. To give darshan. To give eyes by which we can see that which we couldn't see otherwise. Couldn't see previously, although it was right before our face. And beyond also. That which is not before your face. The nature of the world as it really is, in other words. But also the inner world. To give a view of that. It is said that the Abhishnav, the devotee of Vishnu, sees with his ears by hearing. And this is the hearing. Hearing this Diksha Mantra gives them eyes by which we can see. It is entry into the study of the scripture, the sacred text, and so forth, and the worship of the deity. Kshā also means like a peasant. So to make one a peasant who cultivates the field, the field of the heart, to become a humble cultivator of the field of the heart in which the seed of bhakti has been planted. This is a big thing. It's like the peasant's service. It looks like a small thing, but it's huge. I mean, without such people, how would we eat? <laughs> so this will give life, this kind of cultivation. And all done under good guidance. So, diksha, a big topic. And the mantra is given at diksha. So, this is the word formula. And in Hari Bhakti Vilas it is mentioned that there are so many mantras and amongst all mantras, the Vaishnava mantras, they are the best. It is also said that amongst all the Vaishnava mantras, the Krishna mantras are best. They require no purush charja, no prerequisite in order for them to be received and show their magic. Other mantras require some prerequisites that one must go through purush charja and ritual and so forth in order to receive it and create a field that is such that the mantra will be inclined to reveal itself. But the Krishna mantras are a little aggressive. You know, Pujapachita Marsh once told a nice story about Krishna Nam, the name. Of course, the name in the mantra is this real substance of the mantra. He said, the two policemen in India were walking and discussing, and one said to the other, you know, it's a good thing that Krishna is a thief. You know, in his childhood, he would steal yogurt and butter and uh, said he couldn't be trusted, except his devotees could trust him, but he's questionable in others' eyes. So the other policeman said, what do you mean? That's the whole problem. Our God's a thief, and so it's hardly hard to teach the people not to be thieves or not to be uh, you know, taking a bribe for everything. So... And then the other fellow replied, no, I don't mean like that. It is our good fortune that our God is a thief because a thief does not care for high walls and locked doors. And that's exactly what we've erected around our heart. High walls and locked doors, and we're just not going to let anybody in there. We're guarding the heart. We're guarding it with our mind and our reasoning power. And so even when we sit and listen to a sadhu speak, then... We listen with our head and then we let something in and something else we don't let in. And a good sadhu will put the mind and reasoning power in check. They can have opening to go into the heart. We don't even realize it. Later on we find, oh, that's, I have this. I didn't know how that came into my heart from hearing from the sadhu. So Krishna, anyway, he goes in. The thief doesn't care for high walls and locked doors. He goes in the heart anyway. He's like an aggressor. Prabhupada once said, I came to America as an aggressor on an aggressive campaign for Krishna Chaitanya. Impelled he was himself 
by the force of the name that was manifesting in his heart. Rupa Goswami expressed this in his drama, Vidagdumadava, through the voice of, of Purnamasi. She said there, these two syllables, Krishna, what to do about these? They are so extraordinary that when they enter into the courtyard of my heart and dance there, my senses become inert in my mind and I cannot function in relation to the world of sense enjoyment. All of my attention is drawn there to that wonderful affair of the heart and then I'm pressed to celebrate that. But I'm limited by one tongue and two ears and I cannot do justice to the sound Krishna with only one tongue and two ears. Therefore, I pray for thousands of ears and thousands and millions of tongues that I could take advantage of what's happening in my heart. So Prabhupada, my Guru Maharaj, came to America with this in mind, with this kind of problem. I need thousands of tongues and ears to take advantage of this. And so many people came forward to help him, to enter into the kirtan of Krishnanam. So these mantras come in a particular way. They come through the Guru. We cannot steal them. It's not our right. It's a gracious grant from above. The whole thing is about grace, prashad, mercy. It comes from up to down. There's no lack of that. We think, well, gee, I mean, we're going to just wait for mercy. It's raining, actually. In the descent of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in particular, it's raining mercy. But we're not taking advantage of that. We're trying to stay high and dry, low and dry. <laughs> so, anyway, these mantras, amongst all the Vaishnava mantras, Krishna mantra is best. And then, further, Hari Bhakti Vilas says what? Hari Bhakti Vilas is citing Varaha Purana, this Purana, that Purana, all these sacred texts and proving its point from revealed literature, giving support to its point. Of all the Vaishnava mantras, the Krishna mantra is the best. And of all the Krishna mantras, the Gopala mantra is best. There then, Sanatana Goswami cites profusely from this uh, Gopal Tapani. You know, we did a publication and commentary on Gopal Tapani Upanishad. There the Gopal Tapani. On Gopal, Krishna, the cowherd, Tapani, to shed light on the significance of him. And so in the course of doing so, the text, this ancient Shruti, Upanishad, sheds light on what? On the, on the mantra for worshipping Gopal and what is its significance. So those who receive the mantra today, they can study that Gopal Tapani if they've not looked it over already. And so in this way, the Guru gives a mantra and this mantra is coming, it's revealed, it's coming through the sacred text. These are not ordinary books. They're, uh, they say, a form of, of revelation. Comprehensive knowing will only come like this, through revelation, not by just exercise of the brain to try to, on one's own strength, Go up. Mama Maya Durate, Maya Krishna says, not possible in the Gita, it's not possible to go up on your own. You may go up a little ways, just hover and then fall down. But it's Mama Maya, he says. The Maya that you're under, it's mine. Vishnu Maya. Nothing could be more perplexing or bewildering than that. And no one can undo that on their own. No one can make the sun come up on their own. When the sun decides to come up, then it does. And what kind of light it gives? It makes all other lights that one might have erected in the darkness seem insignificant. So revelation is like this, like the rising of the sun. If God means to say, wants us to know about God, then we will know. Otherwise not. Of course, he wants us to know, but he wants us to want to know. So he creates a situation, an environment, to foster this interest. And part of that is the whole of the Maya. You may wonder, well, what's, the, what's with the Maya? The bewildering, you know. There's an apparent suffering that we undergo in material existence. This is negative impetus. Negative impetus. There are two types of Leela. We talked about it in one way in Bhakti Sandarbha is mentioned, but another way in Bhakti Siddhartha is mentioned also. There is creation leela, 
and then there is the lila that's outside of the creation. The Shrishti lila means the creation. We come from that lila. This is where the Jeev, the conditioned soul, comes from Nityabada, from the creation lila. And so we are mixed up with maya. And that maya from day one, if there could be such a thing, is over time without beginning, which is hard to fit between our ears, this idea. But we've been here from a time without beginning. So from a long time, this maya is giving negative impetus. Get out of here. And then Bhagavan is coming in so many abhutar, so many descents to give then positive impetus. We have negative impetus from the material nature whom we interact with in ways that are inappropriate and we get a response that's disconcerting. We try to exploit the world and so it reacts in a way that it's, it doesn't like that. So we feel uncomfortable. We don't realize it's us. We are trying to adjust the world to make ourselves happy but we have to learn to go with the flow rather than against it. It's all moving Mamamaya, Duratya, he says, under my direction. So when we come under his direction by the pushing of Maya, who should bring us to the brink of, I've had enough, of being the way I am and what it brings about, how unbecoming it is, how embarrassing it is. If we reach this point, we're kind of like at a teachable moment and suddenly Guru appears. And these books that never made any sense before have suddenly have some interest. We have some interest for and so forth. So there's negative impetus from material nature and positive impetus from, from that side. From the other side, other type of lila, divine play. It's beyond the creation. It comes within the creation to take us and within our frame of reference to take us out of there. The guru is coming, Madhur Jalila Gunarupanamnam, we talked last night, coming to bring us to that side, to that lila. And so he gives this diksha in the form of the mantra, and we give the Gopala mantra, 18-syllable mantra. This is the main mantra. Now, of course, Bhaktivinoda Thakur has also spoken of, of tapa, pundra, nama, mantra, yagya, panchasangskar, five things. Tapa means in some lineages they take an iron brand of the symbols of Vishnu and burn them on the body. They brand themselves. This is tapa. Tapa means austerity, penance, something like that. Tapa also means knowledge, actually, because austerity undergone, even involuntarily, brings knowledge. In other words, let's say you get in a difficult situation and um, you're stuck in an austere Condition. There's nothing you can do about it. You didn't desire it, but there you are. What do you do? You have to go within. You have to start thinking philosophically about it. Well, anyway, it's like that. Be a reason for it or this or that. You start to think. The mind becomes active. So the more the senses shut down or turn away from sense objects and the exploitation of them, the more than the inner organ starts to really function in a clear way. The mind and the reasoning is distorted by the unnatural kind of wedding with the senses. Intellect should rule over the mind in such a way as to say to us, as it does, and we should listen, as it sometimes does, when I think, oh, I'd like to do that. The mind and senses say, that would be nice, that would feel good, but then this quiet voice in the background, the intellect says, might feel good, but it won't be good for you in the long run. But we do it anyway, oftentimes. So reason is there to really to help us to control the mind and senses. But when reason becomes corrupted by the senses in the mind, and the intellect just thinks how to do those things that even aren't in my interest, find better ways to do it, secret ways to do them, so that no one will find out that I did them even. This is the corruption, then, of intellect. So, tapa, it means knowledge, it means austerity. In our sampradaya, of course, we don't brand the students. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu didn't allow such a thing. He considered the body of the devotee, once initiated, a worshipable body, a sadhaka deha, not an ordinary body anymore. It's the beginning, the diksha, of the ingress, of another energy. This body is moving under the direction of maya shakti and 
With Diksha, we get the beginning of the ingress of Swarup Shakti, which makes one suitable for divine play, ultimately, the Leela, entering the Leela. So he wouldn't allow the defacing of the body, but decorating it with like a stamp, Krishna. You can get a stamp and with sandalwood pulp, you put it on the stamp and stamp your body, or with Gopi Chandan and marking where they were riding on the body. This is top of them. Pundra means tilak like this, Urdhva Pundra, decorating the body as a, a temple of God and Nam, then to bring the disciple forward and chant in the ear, Krishna Nam, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram, Ram. And then mantra and yagya, five things. So this diksha is related to mantra and mantra gives access to yagya. Yagya means worship of the form of the Lord. So the diksha gives us access to worshiping the form of the Lord directly, entering into the realm of ritual, so to speak, which is a very interesting world with all its procedures and rules and so forth. It's a kind of a crossing, if you will, between the material and the spiritual. It's like where eternity and time meet. It looks finite from an ordinary point of view, but those with eyes gathered through diksha learn to see in another way and approach the deity accordingly. And then they're approaching something that seems finite and temporal, particular form, but they experience their own eternality. It's wonderful. And so then from the realm of ritual, which is kind of like it has elements from this side and influence from the other side, from there we've kind of stepped out of the world of the mind and the senses into a world that takes into consideration our mind and senses, but allows us to function with them in such a way that we can go beyond the limits. Satashi Krishna Namadi Nabhavad Grahamindre Sevan Mukehi Jivado so it is yagya, it is seva, it is sacrifice. And it gives us then the capacity to actually see Krishna, enter into Krishna. You cannot do that. It is said, atashi krishna namadi nabhavet grahamindra, with material senses. It's not possible. So this is a transformation of, of body, as I said, and giving us access for yagya, for a life of sacrifice. And largely this revolves around the... Uh, worship of the deity, whose mantra you have now. Now, of course, we don't only give the Gopal mantra. We also give the Gaur mantra. Gaur Gopal, Ijai. Now, Gopal mantra is coming in the Shruti, like Gopal Tapani Upanishad, for example. And the Gaur mantra, that is also coming. That is coming from the Agamas. You have the Nigamas and you have the Agamas, two sides. Nigama means like passage, and, uh, and it refers to the to like the words of Sukadev, Bhagavatam. Nigama kalpataro galitam phalam sukumukadamata drabasam dutam pibata bhagavatam rasam malayam muhuraho rasikabubi bhavuka. So this is Nigama. This is the ripened fruit of the Nigama. And then there's Agama. And it said the Agamas come out of the Nigamas. Agama means, Nigama means like for passage like a way to go. And agama means like to come near, to come close. So from the agamas, how to come close? To see the way is a nigama, showing us the way. And agama then how to, how to worship, in other words. There's all the tantra and so forth, all from this side, feminine side. Emphasis on shakti there, left side. And nigama is the right side of the body of revealed text. So guru must be what? Shrotriyam Brahmanishtam. Shrotriyam means having heard from revelation. So come familiar with the nigama and the agama. Of course, no one can be familiar with all of the sacred texts in all respects, and neither is it recommended. That will be a, a kind of bewilderment. If one goes after accomplishing that. They'll never be satisfied, and they won't be able to accomplish it. It's not possible. It speaks on so many levels, about so many things. Dhanadhar Maharaj was telling us in Vrindavan about an acquaintance of his who was a big 
pandit and studied every comment. He was just working on the Bhagavatam, you know, every commentary and so on and so forth. And he was quite learned and after a while it just kind of exploded, I guess, and gave it all up. And now he's learning German in the university or something. So these books, this revelation is uh, for serving. It's a calling to us to serve and sacrifice. Not that they make themselves available to be captured in the fist of our intellect. No. So comprehensive knowledge, anyway, means for the guru in relation to his particular or her particular tradition and what's required and so forth. And this is required to give mantra. So where the mantras come from? So we're giving the Gopal mantra, coming from one side. And, of course, it can also be found in the tantras, Brihat Gautamiya Tantra and so forth. And the Gaur mantra. Now, Gaur mantra we are not going to find readily in the Nigama. He's coming Gaur, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and hidden away. But in the Tantra he's found. I think Dhyan Chandra Goswami in his Gorbuinda Charana Smarana Padati handbook for remembrance has cited the uh, Ujjamnaya Tantra or Ujjamnaya Samhita. They deal with Radharani's worship and Gaur Mantra is found there. There Vyasa is speaking to Nard. He said, this is the Gaur Mantra, six-syllable mantra. And there's a corresponding Gayatri with that, as there is with the Gopal Mantra, the Kam Gayatri and so on. Kam Gayatri is Brahma Gayatri, reincarnated. Someone asked the other day on the Tatvi Vivek, is Gayatri is the wife of Brahma, what does she have to do with Vishnu, something like that. I said, oh, she's also the wife of Vishnu, but I could have clarified it more. She's a Gopi, Gayatri was, and stolen, brought to Brahmalok to assist Brahma in a yagya because his other wife wasn't available and he needed a wife at the time. So the Gopa people, they made a big complaint. You can't, you can't do this. You may be Brahma, but you can't just take one of our people like this. <laughs> so Vishnu intervened and said, it's all right, I give a promise that in the future I will appear in your group amongst you people. They're satisfied. Okay, he'll become one of us. That is Krishna. So what happened to Gayatri? Then she's stuck. She's married to Brahma. And the payoff is that the coward people get Krishna. But what about her? She wanted Krishna too. When he made his appearance amongst the coward people and he, and he performed his leela, and she saw how the other ladies of the Braj all worshipped him with such comprehensive absorption, just unimaginable. So consumed they were that their love was called karma. How consuming is lust? You're just like taken by it. You have a lust for something and it's inordinate and you just go there. Nothing can stop you. Any kind of reasoning, any physical block, it's nothing. It's just, you're driven. That kind of love is called calm. Kamatmika love. And she saw that. So consuming. So Such worship of God. So comprehensive. She wanted to taste that. So, of course, she had to be married to somebody else to taste that. This is the whole idea. That is parakya bhav. The gopis appear to be married to someone else, apparently in the divine play, and they steal off to meet with Krishna. They take all the risk of condemnation and, and so forth. So Krishna arranged for this gopi. Marry Brahma, then you can leave him. So Brahma Gayatri came then as Kam Gayatri. The Kam Gayatri corresponds with the Gopal mantra. And there's a Gaur Gayatri corresponding with the Gaur Mantra, six-syllable mantra. And Vyas told Narada in the Tantra, this mantra can be preceded by this bead or that bead or that bead. But when you proceed the Gaur Mantra with the Kam Bij, this seed, then you'll get a love of God. The highest perfection will come. So, Nigama, Agama, coming from the scripture, words like of Sukadev, words of Shiva. Of course, Vyasa is represented there in, in the Tantra, in one I cited, but largely many of the Tantras are spoken by Shiva. Shiva, Sukadev, two sides they represent. The Guru will be acquainted with this. In this way, the Diksha is not something made up. It's coming from Revelation and it's been practiced for thousands of years and so forth. And with regard to the mantra given and the yagya that follows, as I said, there's Tapa, Pundra, Nam, Mantra, Yagya. The tapa you take to get the branding or the stamp, writes the name on the body. 
and the tilak also is giving the tilak and uh, puts it on first time. Then gives uh, nam, and then he gives mantra, and then he gives you the way in which you can give. That is called yagya. How you can reciprocate. Now you're you've got what you need to worship your deity. You can approach him, and the guru gives the deity. It's a wonderful thing. Here we're manifesting a temple. I mean, where does it begin? It begins in the heart of the uh, sadhu. I want to have a temple. I want to share my heart. Bring it outside in a way that people can take advantage of it. Because if you just take your heart, show it to people, go, they, don't, they don't get it. They're not on the same page. You know, love wants to share itself. And you go around and say, I love her, I love her. And people go, you're crazy. Keep it to yourself, buddy. <laughs> don't do that in public. So... It wants to share itself by its very nature, but then love realizes that, oh, it, it can't share itself with everybody in the same way, only with those who are on the same page and feeling that love themselves. So this is the problem. It wants to share the heart, but how to do that? So a way has come to share the heart. That's like this, for example. You build a temple. You establish the deity. Then you give the students who want love but don't have love, a way in which they can approach that ideal. We talked last night, in whose heart Radha Madhava Lila's apar is flowing, is unlimited, Swarasiki is moving constantly and is absorbed in in uh, twenty four hour eternal Lila of the Lord. Such a person usually make available to us that realm gradually. So giving the deity. And deity is what then? Deity is the yoga pit. The altar is the yoga pitam. That place you come and check in for seva. We come in, our Gurudev is there. His Gurudev is there. His Gurudev is there. There we will get some opportunity to render service. Yoga pitni in Mayapur, that was... Of course, revealed by Thakur Bhakti Vinod, the birthplace of, the appearance place of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He's written about that Yogapit Darshan also. Yogapit is uh, like a still picture in the motion, moving picture of Krishna Leela. And so we first approach the still picture in the appropriate way with mantram and in the spirit of yoga, sacrifice, serving, and follow the appropriate procedures. And in different lineages, in Godsampada, we talked about it a little differently. Yogapit Parada Govinda. We were there recently at the Yogapit area in Vrindavan. The Radha Govinda temple is built. Yogapit in Mayapur. Bhaktivinotagva revealed the Yogapit in Mayapur to the world. There he established Panchatattva deities. There Kirtan is going on perpetually. And Bhaktivinoda Thakur wrote a song. We sing that song every evening. Go to Arti. You see, we don't know what we've been given. We don't really understand what we've been given. Therefore, it has to be talked about again and again and again. Therefore, we, we, although we have no love, or very little for Krishna, and it's certainly his leela is not flowing in our heart, we don't have time to go to Arti. If he's flowing in our heart, that's another thing. But I don't have time. I'm too busy doing what? What is arati? Arati means at like end of night, end of darkness. Arati. And the lamp is moving and the Lord is being revealed. This is like Yogapit Darshan. Mantra Mai Upasana. You got mantra and you do upasana of a still picture of the Leela. So, for example, in Yoga Pit in Mayapur, you have like a Tribhasangam, a Panchatattva deity. There's a still picture. They're performing Kirtan there. Mahaprabhu showed himself there. He revealed himself. Who he is, who you are, his, this devotee is in relation to him, and this one, and that one, and so forth. Mahaprakash, that great uh, revelation. So this, the charges they give us this, you have a Yoga Pit in your house or in the temple nearby. And that the arati, the light is showing. The lamp this is the main part of the arati. 
and the form of the Lord is being revealed. And then there's, of course, our main practice in Kali Yuga is Kirtan. So it's accompanied by Kirtan. Smarnam will be possible by Kirtan because Kirtan does Sheto Dharpanam Arjanam. It cleanses the heart. Everybody has a practical experience. It's difficult to meditate because they have other things in their heart and we have desires, so they get up. And they can't sit there. They're distracted by them. So this Kirtan comes to us before Smarnam will come to us and cleanses the heart, makes it possible. And then as that power, if you will, to meditate, to control a concentration of the mind that comes from, in a powerful way from Kirtan is cultivated, Kirtan will also give energy to that, support that. Kirtan is supreme in Kali Yuga, and Kirtan is most important for Rag Bhakti. We are all following in, in a line of Rag Bhakti, and while Smarnam is central to that, without Kirtan it is not possible. It makes it possible by cleansing the heart to become proficient in that. Kirtan gives strength. Kirtana prabhavi smarana svabhavi. Mind will be arrested by Kirtan. So we accompany the yoga, pit, darshan, mantramayi, upasana, if you will, all our worship of the deity on the altar with Kirtan. And when we come for arati, there is accompanying Kirtan. This is our system, our procedure. And what kind of Kirtan then? Of course, we can do Nam Kirtan. That is most powerful. But also, we're given some Lila Kirtan. Lila Kirtan corresponding with the time of the particular arti. So, as I said, Thakur Bhaktivinoda has given this famous Gaur arti. We know the song, we know the time, but we're not there half the time. What an event this is. What an event this was in the time of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and in the heart of Bhaktivinoda, revisioning that as the Bhayapur Yoga Pit was revealed with great effort and struggle on his part and opposition and so forth and, and then uh, commissioning his disciple Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur to build the temple there and so on. It's called Adbhuta Mandir, the great, the wonderful temple. And for temples in those days, it was quite a tall structure towering over what was really a jungle at the time. There were the famous you know, Bengali tigers there. No one was living practically in the area. Now it's the whole Mayapur is only temples. That's all it is. One road of temples. And the road is Bhaktisiddhanta Marg, named after Prabhupada Bhaktisiddhanta. There are so many temples. So what he experienced in his heart, and he wrote about it, he sang about that. We are in Bhaktivinoda Paribar. The songs of Bhaktivinoda should be so dear to us. We should think, what is behind the song? What a feeling, what bhava is there? If we want to participate in the arati of the deity, then certain things have to be in place. Dravya, kriya, bhava. They have to be pure elements, so everything has to be clean and so forth. Kriya, One's activities have to be pure. Dravya, Kriya, means it's a lifestyle. We're getting initiated, means we're entering into a living lifestyle. It's not something you take, you go away and keep your same lifestyle. It's about change. So conducting oneself in such a way that what? That when you come before the deity to offer yogya, sacrifice, service, to sing his names and so forth, about his pastimes and so forth, you have bhava also. Purity of heart, it means, and feeling, some feeling. Aratri. There are three elements like this. Have to be in place to take full advantage of that. Dravya, Kriya, Bhava. Kriya means action, Dravya, instruments, the, the paraphernalia, and Bhava, emotion. Pure in emotion. You have to walk up the hill to come to the temple. You think, why have to go walk so far? It's meant to make you think, I'm walking, I'm using my legs. Why am I doing this? They're sore because I'm going to the temple, I'm making sacrifice, I will come there. There Chaitanya Mahaprabhu stands with Nityananda Prabhu and my Guru Dev is there, I will offer my pranam to him, ask any service, if I don't get any service, I'll do kirtan. So these things, these should be taken advantage of. What Bhaktivinoda Thakur has given, was given in our Guru Parampara. So many valuable things you have, you've been given, and then we think, we want more, we want more. <laughs> Taking advantage of what we've already been given, Plumbing the depths of just what we think, oh, I know that. What do you know about that? 
Victory that will be to the Arati ceremony of Gauda Chandra. And he gives an interesting spelling. Gauda Chandra, you may have noticed. You may not have noticed. Jai Jai Gauda Chandra, Arati Shobha. He says, this Arati of Gauda Chandra is Shobha. So beautiful. He's completely overwhelmed by that. And he uses an interesting word, as I said. He uses the word Gaura Chandra. Gaura. G-O-R-A Chandra. Instead of G-A-U. You can find this here and there in the writing of Bhakti Vinod. This is one place. Gaura. With a long A. Gaura means Govinda Radha. He's saying very overtly. Glory to the Aratri of Radha and Krishna. You want to enter into the Leela of Radha and Krishna? You want to go to the Yoga Peet? You want to do Mantra Mayupasana of Radha and Krishna? You want to do Swarasiki Bhajan of Radha and Krishna? Towering like a golden mountain, Pujapatrita Marsat Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is showing the way. Go to his Yoga Peetam. Chant his Mantra. There you will find in Navadweep, you will find Vrindavan. Navadweep is Gupta Vrindavan. Hidden Vrindavan. It is a revealer of Vrindavan. Go to the Arctic of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He is Gaura. He is Govinda. He is Radha combined. Shri Krishna Chaitanya Radha Krishna Nahayanya. Rupanuga Janera Jivan. This is the life of the followers of Rupa Goswami, this idea. Jai Jai Gaura Chandra. Arutikeshoba. This is so beautiful. Janabi Tatta. Where is it taking place? Janabi Tatta Bane. Jagajanamanaloba. It's taking place on the banks of the Ganga. Janavi Tata. Tata means the bank and Janavi means Ganga Devi. So dear to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the Ganges. Starts in the Himalayas so high where Vyas wrote his Bhagavatam in that area, high in the Himalayas, coming all the way to the Bay of Bengal. Saraswati is there also, Jalangi and Ganga meet right in this area. And here Gaur Bhagwat is revealed. There high in the Himalayas, the Krishna Bhagwat, the Bhagwat, Srimad Bhagwat is written. And in Mayapur, where the Ganges empties out into the Bay of Bengal, gives everything there. <laughs> the Gaur Bhagwat is, is written. At this place, Janabi Tattuavane, in the grove, in the forest, along the banks of the Ganges, this Artik is taking place. This is a very nice, very friendly place. It's in the forest along the banks of the Ganges. Very beautiful. Janavitattobane, Jaga Janomana Loba. He said, You cannot see this, you cannot attend this and pay attention and not develop Loba. This is making me mad. I'm becoming greedy for this, like a greedy person. Such eagerness and greed is coming in me. The whole world can be consumed by this. The whole world is greedy for sense gratification. If they attend this arati, this is what will happen. It is so beautiful. They'll become greedy for this. You know, all of the material greed and eagerness for material things will all disappear. It has such power. The whole world will be consumed by this. Then he says what? Jai Jai Gauda Chandra Aroti Keshova Janavi Tatta Vane Jaga Janamana Loba Dakhine Nitai Chand Bhami Gadadhahai He begins to describe them, how they gathered around Mahaprabhu. The Vishnu Tattva on the right side, Nitananda Prabhu is standing. And Shakti Tattva Bhame, left side, Gadadhar. Krishna's heart is on the left side. So, Radharani Gadadhar. Standing there. Who are they? This is Ram and Radha, Nitananda Prabhu, Radha. He says, and Nikate Advaita. Nearby is Advaita, Mahavishnu, Srishti Lila, and so forth. Of course, he gets a special role, this Mahavishnu, and opportunity in Gaur Lila, as everyone does. But Nikate Advaita Prabhu. He's also nearby in another sense, nearby. 
so dear to us as Advaita because the heralding of Krishna on the part of Advaita brought Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to the world. Wherever there is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and whoever thinks about that will realize Advaita is nearby. Nikate Advaita, Shivas Chatradhar, and Shivas holding the umbrella, rendering service like Nard, holding the umbrella like Madhu Mangal, when Krishna is holding the Bhavadan hill putting his own stick up, then Krishna can't lift this. I'm lifting this. All these people are there. Narada is Srivas. Narada is Madhu Mangal. They say Madhu Mangal is incarnation of Narada. We say Narada is incarnation of Madhu Mangal. We sang earlier, what is that? Gadadhar Pranadhan Nitayer Gadadhar Madhana Nitayer Pranadhan Advaita Prabhujita Gaur so, Garadhar Madhan. Garadhar is the Cupid of Gaur's life. Radha herself appearing in the, in the Gaur Leela. And Garadhar Madhan, Nitaya Pranadhan. And the life and soul of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Nityananda Prabhu. And Advaita Prabhujita, the worshipable Pujita, senior Advaita. And Shivas, Ishinivas, Advaita Prabhujita Gaura. Nimai Vishwambar, Shinivas Ishwar. Nimai Vishwambar. Advaita is mentioned. Advaita Prabhujita, the worshipable Lord of, of Gaur. And then immediately says, Nimai. So Sita Thakurani is brought in to the picture. She, she named him. You don't want to mention the Lord without his consort. So by saying Nima, he's saying, oh, and Sita Dvaita, Vishwambar, Jinivas Ishwar. He's Vishwambar, he's the Lord of the universe who sustains it by Prem, maintains it by Prem. And of Shinivas, he's Ishwar. So Shinivas showing this kind of, like Narada, Sometimes showing us something else, like Madhu Mangal has mentioned in Chaitanya Charitamrita. So, Bhaktivinotaka giving a picture like this. Uh, and he says, the Artik is being performed. Bosi Achin, sitting down, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Ratna Singhasana, like Dibyat Brindaranya Kalpadumadha Simadratni Agra Singhasana stole, Simadrada. Srila Govinda Devo Prastali Bhisekamanusmarami in a jewel throne beneath a desire tree, like beneath a tamal tree. In Vrindavan you've got tamal tree and you've got the kadamba. Tamal dark like Krishna, kadamba is the golden flower like Radha. But you don't have tamal trees, you don't have kadamba trees in Namadweep. How is it Vrindavan? The two have combined in the form of the jackfruit, it said there. <laughs> it seemed like that. <laughs> and Radha and Krishna have combined in the form of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Navadvipa is Vrindavan. Things just a little... Furniture's been moved around a little bit. It's all there. So he says, on a golden jewel throne, then the Lord is seated, surrounded like this by his associates, Panchatattva. Five truths coming at once. And Brahma's offering the Artik. Arati, Gorena, Brahma, Arati, Gorena, Adideva, Gone, Adideva, another Devas, they're all there, all coming to the, observe the Artik. Of course, they're also present in Leela. Worldly ones are coming, from this world coming and participating, but they're also Devas in the Leela who are participants in the Leela. I mean, that's their Swarup, as a Brahma and a Shiva. And so they're coming. They're all there for the Artik. Shiva's there. We're here at the end. Sukha's there also. Sukadev. There are always so many there. Rishis, gods, coming for this event. And we haven't got time. And they are there, enwrapped in this, uh, such a festivity. And then, from there we go to what? The dear ones of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Narahari, Adi, Kori, Chamara, Dulaya. 
the Kandavasi, headed by Narahari, Sakar, Thakur, uh, waving the Chamara. These are all so many dear associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu from this side. They like to see Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as Krishna. He's Rasaraj Mahabhav. They like to see him in that way. Then Sanjaya Mukunda Basugosh Arigaya. School friends of, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, close friends of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the Dr. Sanjay and uh, Mukunda Dutt and Adigai, Basu Gosh, Gobinda Gosh, and Mukunda Gosh, another Mukunda. They were well known for their singing, as mentioned in Chaitanya Charitamrita. When they would sing, then the stones would melt. What to speak then? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's heart already melted. You hear them singing, to go with them in kirtan. The way we meditate like this in Arctic, participating in feelings of bhakti, you know, trying to access them, then that still picture of the altar approached by mantra can go turn into a motion picture. Puvana samaye, that's the time. Puvana samaye, puvana samaye. Shuklambaradi, we sing in the morning. Puvana Samaya Shuklambaradi Pakatagane And Mahaprabhu will go out at this time forenoon along the banks of the Ganges with his friends. And they'll sport, he'll perform Sankirtan, they'll walk along the bank of the Ganges and make up a game. So here are the footprints of a bird. Whoever can follow the footprints of the bird and those footprints lead all the way to the Ganges is the winner. This way they will sport like young boys and do kirtan, moving along the Gandhis like swans. And you have your own experience there. You have to write your own ticket. Of course, like we say, we have to approach it in this way. Take time, but this is what we, the still picture turns into the motion picture. Suddenly, you were there at forenoon worshipping the deity and this happened. And we went, and I went with them. I went with them and they were singing so nicely and dancing and chanting, and I felt awkward that I didn't know how to sing and dance like them. They were like swans, and I'm like an ugly duckling. But suddenly the power of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came in me, and I saw myself dancing nicely and singing with a beautiful voice. Now we're doing kirtan, we think, just see how nice my voice is. <laughs> Only I think it's nice. <laughs> Everybody else is like, I don't know about that voice. <laughs> And they're thinking, if we only had a good voice to sing. But no, we really want a heart. A heart of love to do kirtan. And it's not about music, but it's nice if the voices. Mahaprabhu had both things together. His group had the heart, the feeling, and the sound. Music sound, so nice. So the Salaka will feel as, I'm here like an ugly duckling among so many swans. And how can I dance? How can I sing? And suddenly I begin to dance and sing. And God is making me dance, making me sing. We make ourselves a servant to the Holy Name. The Holy Name will take us and use us to dance and express Himself. The Madanga plays us. We don't play the Madanga. The cartels are playing us. We don't play the cartels, the symbols. They are all the Lord's paraphernalia. The Madanga, that is the drum, that is Krishna's flute. But how generous is Mahaprabhu? Gopis are trying to steal that flute. <laughs> Mahaprabhu is getting you play the drum. And you see, the drum will play you, so the sadhaka feels like this. Oh, and I'm participating by the mercy of Gauranga Mahaprabhu and my Gurudev. And then you go there. Come to some village, and there's some tiredness in the leela after going for kirtan for a long time, and there's some cowards people. This is forenoon, and they're grazing their cows. So Mahaprabhu would say, let us take a rest beneath the tree here. Relax. One coward boy will come. Oh, please, you must be Sachinandan. My mother is very, very fond of your mother. She considers herself to be the daughter of Sachi. She always says like this. My mother considers herself the daughter of your mother, so we're related. Mahaprabhu would listen to this. We should think like this. Sachi is my mother. Yashoda is my mother. Nandamar is my father. We have our own father and mother even. That may be in Leela, but in the village then, she's Brajeshwari, Jashodamai. Nandamar is the king and queen. They're the principal mother and father of everyone. 
and Sachimata Jagannath Mishra. This lady was thinking, coward said, my mother should feel like this, that your mother is her mother. And so, you're my relative. Please come to my house. You come to our village. Take prasad. The Mahaprabhu will go there and you'll go with him and participate in that sweet rice. And then some other coward will come and say, there's a problem here. Please help. There's a lake. And the cows want to go and drink. But there's a crocodile in there and they won't come out. And they won't go in. They're afraid. The Mahaprabhu will come and sing and kirtan. And the crocodile will come out. He touch the crocodile with his toe. He would turn into a dazzling God, a denizen of heaven, and, and tell his story. Goodness. Oh, I was cursed by Durvas. I did this, and this happened to me. I had been in this crocodile's body for yugas. I made such a mistake. I went into a Rishi's ashram, Durvas's ashram, but he was sleeping, and he had matted locks, and I cut some of the, some of the locks as a prank. And when he woke up, he cursed me like this. And then I realized, oh, what I had done. And then his curse, he also blessed me. He said, you will be like crocodile for many yugas, long time. And then Gaur Krishna will come and liberate you. And then everybody go home back to Sachi's house. And then go out again, maybe pass. This way you're going on. We've been given the means to access this. We don't take advantage. Then he says what? Oh, these devotees are singing. These Madhava Ghosh, Govinda Ghosh, Vasu Ghosh, they're all Braj Sundaris, ladies of Braj, they're all singing. What kind of kirtan they're doing for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? The whole thing is turned into Krishna Leela, back to Gaur Leela, and into Krishna Leela. Then, Shankha Bhaje Gantha Bhaje, the conch shell, the bell, and the cartels. You know, we go to Vrindavan and hear the bell, bong, bong, bong. Why playing the bell so loud? And why, or why does you know, all these sounds? These are all internal sounds that you hear when you grow in yoga. You can hear these sounds. Conch shell, karto, dunga, gong. He's all coming, participating in Mahaprabhu's kirtan. And sweet, bhajji, sweet, sweet. Madhur, 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 madhur. Sweet sound of all these instruments in Mahaprabhu Sankirtan. I'm lost in that. And then he says what? Bahu Koti Rajini. Then I, I see the look and I see the smiling face of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu like Bahu Koti, like Chandra, like millions of moons shining. Like I said earlier, the moon is what? moon is presides over mind. The moon gives taste to the vegetables, control of the tide, rise and fall, and it's making dancing, make the ocean dance, the moon. You look at the ocean dancing, like it is. the moon is making it happen. Oh, what kind of spirit he has, and giving taste to the vegetables, and lighting the night, and presiding over the mind. And you look at the face of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and I begin to sway like an ocean, with feelings of high tide of union, and just to be... Devastated by separation. Yog, Ayog, Sambhog, Vipralamba. This way, and my mind is just exploding and tasting. Some taste is coming. Seeing the beautiful face of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, like thousands, millions of moons. Bahu Koti, Chandra, Jalamala, 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 Jalamala. Oh, just radiant. And then... The garland, he has the garland of Anamala, uh, a mala from the forest. It was made of so many nice flowers. Each one has five qualities. Who makes the garland for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? Garadhar Pandit puts the garland on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. What is the garland? There's 25 qualities of Radharani. That is her garland. You can read in it. Her garland is her 25 qualities. She doesn't have an ordinary body, material body, Babadeha. Mahabhava Swarupini. All these bodies, we're talking about Krishna body, the form of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they're all bhavadeha, spiritual emotion, not like material bodies. So therefore her body is described like that. Her garland is her 25 qualities and she takes it in the form of Gadadhar and Gorlila, puts it on Gaur. What a sight to see. What so extraordinary is the sight that Bhaktivinoda Thakur says, Goodness! He says, Shiva, Sukha, Narada. 
Preme Goda Goda. These people, Shiva, Sukha, Narada, who are they? They're speaking the Nigama, the Agamas, all these scriptures. They're long-winded. So many things they're saying. All this revelation, so many things. Bhagavatam, Sukha spoke, what, 18,000 verses. Long-winded. Shiva spoken so many tantras, Narada, Narada Pancharatra, and so many instructions. These people are long-winded. But when they see this Arctic, what happens to them? Preme Gada Gada. Gada Gada means the, you, the heart. Gada Gada. It's just like it sounds. I can't talk. Gada hmm? Gada. It's a, voice becomes stunned, choked. They stop talking here. That's why you have to look very carefully in Agama, the Tantra, the Niguma to find Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. When they realized him, they couldn't talk. They could talk even about Krishna Leela. It was possible. But they went so high in that that they thought, there's nothing further than this. Vyasa gave the Bhagavatam, there's nothing further than this. This is my final contribution, my mature stage of realization. I realized samadhi nusmrata bhicheshtitam. In samadhi I realized this, and this I'm giving in Bhagavatam, my final work. But it's not the end. <laughs> it doesn't end there. It keeps going. And Krishna Leela met its limitations for Rasaraj, for Krishna, the king of love, in his pursuit of love. And he saw the measure of Radha's love. He had to do something about it. And Agora Leela manifested. And at that point, Sukadeva says, that's it. That's it. I can't say it. It doesn't... You, what can be said about this? Shiva, God, God, Prem. They got the Prem... They couldn't speak anymore. Who then are the bhaktas of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who are telling us these things? What secrets they have? Secrets of Bhakti Vinod Thakur. This way we have at our disposal by the grace of Guru and the act of Diksha the opportunity to enter into all these things. And this is Seva. This is what we came for. Become grounded in this. Then people will become naturally interested in you, attracted to you. It will be, uh, you say, uh, contagious. And what can you give but what you have? So this is meant to draw us in. Then we have something to go out with. And what will we do with it when we go out? To share then, to share. So in this way, we've talked a little bit about Diksha and Gurli, the auspicious Gaur Purnima. Gauranga Mahaprabhu ki jai, Sri Nitananda Prabhu ki jai, Sri Gorponi Mahamotsvatiti ki jai, Gaur Bhaktabrinda ki jai, Gaur Premanandi.